in episode 115. She she was driving us home. I had been wanting to come out to her for a long time. And, you know, like I said, three or four years into the relationship, like I, I didn't want to like hold on to this for too long. And even then it felt like too long already. So yeah, on the drive home, I was just like, I got super serious. And I was like, hey, babe, I got to tell you something. <laughs> Like at first, you know, at first it was this and then it kind of grew yeah. into this and then grew. So she's like, what happens 10 years down the line? You're saying now like that surgery isn't something you want. But what if, you know, things change again? If we're trying to hide it from him and he like finds out and he like sees or can even like feel that we're like ashamed of it, then he'll pick up on that and he'll like see that it's a shameful act. And that'll like change his whole perception on it. Now that's today's guest, Tanya, or better known as Ty, a cross-dresser from California, talking in three separate clips, first talking about coming out to her wife, then talking to her wife, questioning about possible surgery, and finally the potential ramifications the cross-dressing would have on their son. We go over this and a whole lot more in part one of my Curious Conversations with me, your host, Giselle Mirasol. We're ramping up the episodes this week, and I'm so excited to share them with you. It's all here in episode 115 of the Cross Yas podcast. So, you ready for part one? Yas! Yas, 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 yas. Cross Yas podcast, which is Elm here, so. Yas! Yas! Yas, 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 yas. Yas, yas, yas. Welcome to the Cross Yas podcast. The podcast that still says yas to everything related to cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. I'm your host, Giselle Mirasol, and I'm here a lot. I share my own story, bring others to tell theirs, and do anything and everything to educate you about the wonderful world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. Supporting this podcast is really easy. Find the website crossyaspodcast.com and click on our Patreon links as we've got bonus stuff for you to enjoy. Yearning for more support? Well, you can chat with me, Sierra, and other eager Cross Yas listeners on our Cross Yas Confidential Discord, which is also available on our website. And finally, if you enjoyed Ty's story, maybe you found it interesting, relatable, or somewhat amusing, and you have your own personal story that's cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender-related, but we all know you're a little hesitant, and you're still scared to talk to someone, because you're probably wondering, hmm, I wonder if I should share my story. Well, duh. You know me, and you know the answer to your burning question. The answer is a loud freaking yes! Hit me up to Zell at CrossYasPodcast.com, DM me on Instagram at CrossYasPodcast, or chat me up on Discord, Rochi underscore Mochi, pound 7325. Can't wait to hear from you. That's right, we have four straight days of releasing an episode, and it's all in celebration of Pride Month. Pride is a celebration. Today's episode brings one of the Cross Yas podcast favorite people, Ty, formerly Tanya, a wonderful guest I met earlier this year, or was it late last year, I believe. I forget, but she's one of the kindest people you'll ever meet who comes on today's episode to tell the first part of her story. We cover a lot of topics, including religion, her coming out story, and even touch on how she's going to raise her son. Our convo went a little long, and this is just part one of two. The second part should be up tomorrow, but for now, well, enjoy part one. Without further ado, here's part one and episode 115 of my curious conversation with Ty slash Tanya. Happy listening. All right, well, Yas, welcome everybody to the Cross Yas podcast. I have a special guest, one of our special favorite people here ever. Uh, we finally got her. 
um, as they say when they arrest uh, when they arrest like a, the biggest culprit because they couldn't find him or her. Uh, we got Tanya on the podcast. Everyone, welcome Tanya! Yay, Tanya! Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, Tanya, um, do you want to explain who you are? What brings you to the podcast? And don't say you're forced to. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no, was definitely not forced to. Um, yeah, Tanya, um, I've been listening for a long time, and we've been chatting a lot off uh, from Instagram to Discord, and I don't know, I'm honored to be on here and so glad to um have all the shout outs um from past episodes of you trying to get me on so i'm finally here i'm doing it perfect yeah every cross yes chit chat or every episode has been like hey is tanya coming on the podcast i don't know let's see, let's see. but let, let's start with you what makes you unique what brings you to the podcast exactly are you a cross dresser are you trans where are you on this on that scatter plot like why are you here seriously yeah so um <laughs> I, um, just like so many of the other guests you've have on, I guess, started as a cross-dresser. I don't know. I would identify probably most closely with maybe gender fluid. I'm definitely, I do identify I transgender for sure. But as far as like specifics, I would say maybe gender fluid. I mean, gender non-conforming. I don't know. It's all just so complicated. Um, I don't really even know where to put myself but yeah just somewhere around there gender fluid gender non-conforming i know lily brought up by gender which was really interesting to me but yeah i don't know i don't i don't fully subscribe to like the gender binary so i don't know if by gender would would really fit for me but i think that might i don't know so yeah somewhere around there <laughs> um, you're in, in here. that battling <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm in there somewhere yeah and and how did you come to this weird conclusion or somewhere that you're in there? Like, how did you get to that point? It's been like 20 years of <laughs> figuring it out. And like, like I said, yeah, it started off as cross-dressing, you know, it's, that's back as far as I can remember. That's just what it was at first. And then I guess as time went on and as like society's kind of adding these kind of terms and this new language to gender it kind of like clarifies but also complicates <laughs> things a little more but i guess mostly clarifies yeah it's just like experimenting i don't know kind of figuring out what what fits for me the most is still a work in progress but yeah i don't know if i'm answering any of your questions <laughs> I'm just excited you're here. So you're you're already it's already half the battle to finally get you on the podcast. <laughs> I'm saying words, but I don't know if those words are making any sense. That's fine. People it's are like, fine. Well, you got Tanya on there? Oh my yeah. god, I'm listening to this episode. So we don't really have fun here. Sure. <laughs> well, you know, you, you are super special to the podcast in that you have helped the podcast. You've like you're very open and you talked on the Discord and just been out like you're you're public about it. You're doing things you go on your instagram which we'll, we'll refer to later and we'll give your instagram a shout out but um you're just you're you're living your life if that makes sense and i, I want to know like how did you get to that point um to be able to be dressing in public or you know be your trans self if you will how'd you get there yeah so it's been quite the journey so i'm yeah so i'm not like out yet I guess there's only a few people in my life that know 
I am married. Uh, we've been married for four years, and we do have a son um, who's three years old. So with my wife, I came out to her, I'd say probably about three or four years into our relationship, like dating relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was that was a surprise for her, which I mean, I'm expecting it to be a surprise for anyone I come out to. But yeah, it was funny. I just kind of, <laughs> oh, I want to say it was like 4th of July weekend or it was some weekend where we were at some bar. I think it was 4th of July. There was fireworks, so it must have been. We were at some bar in Lake Elsinore, and I got hammered, like super wasted. And she she was driving us home. I had been wanting to come out to her for a long time. And, you know, like I said, three or four years into the relationship, like I, I didn't want to like hold on to this for too long. And even then it felt like too long already. So yeah, on the drive home, I was just like, I got super serious. And I was like, hey, babe, I got to tell you something. <laughs> and I guess maybe that wasn't like the best way to go because she kind of freaked out. She was like, I think going back, she'd said like, I, I, you know, she just assumed the worst, like I was cheating on her or like I wanted to break up or something. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of just told her, I was like, hey, like I. Oh, yeah, I just told her like, yeah, I'm. I, I like to cross dress. I don't I honestly don't even remember what I said, but mm-hmm. I did come out to her and she had the reaction that I think most partners will have, which is like, you know, are you gay? Or like most people will have, you know, like, oh, does that mean you're gay? But no, it doesn't. <laughs> As many people right. would know, many of the listeners out there know like that. No, that doesn't automatically mean that you're gay. And so, yeah, we, we kind of had to navigate that for a while and it was rough at first it took some time for her to come around and rightfully so and you know it's like I've been living with this for my whole life and I've had time to kind of figure it out and so like when I drop a bomb on her like that like it makes sense she's gonna need some time to digest and learn and kind of luckily for me she's like like a researcher at heart I mean that's like what she does is research (laughs) and data and stuff and so she studies sociology and she is like very knowledgeable. I mean, she she has a doctorate in sociology, so she's as as good as it gets for someone who's going to understand like the situation we're in. And so nice. I got lucky in that she's willing to learn and grow and accept me for who I am. Right. You're essentially a case study for her, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, right? Yeah, she got to learn firsthand like what they were teaching her in her gender studies class and stuff. <laughs> nice. And she has a gender studies sociology, right? <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, she she studied gender, yeah, in criminology. And yeah, so it, it just worked out perfectly that she was actually interested in that stuff. And she got to learn the ins and outs of gender, which I mean, like we always say, it's just always so complicated. So it's tough to even figure it out as mm-hmm. us who mm-hmm. are living it. Of course, of course. Yeah, so at the in the beginning it was a struggle. It took us a while to kind of get over it. And for me it was for me what I didn't envision was it being hard like letting her into this side of me. I don't know if that makes sense. Like it was hard. Yeah, explain like, what do you mean? What do you mean? It was like I've been keeping this a secret for so long and I've been living this like side of me on my own forever. 
And so now, like, having someone else know, I didn't know how to, like, include her without, like, yeah, I just I just didn't know how to include. I don't know. Did you feel that with, like, any of your past girlfriends at all or even with Kirsten? So, I mean, with Kirsten, she knew immediately because it was on my Hinge profile. Right, that's and true. <laughs> <laughs> the first girlfriend, the girlfriend from Hell, Jen, she knew within the first six months. And, of course, when you're dating a 16-year-old, though, as a 16-year-old, you're both very naive and stupid. So mm-hmm. you don't really know anything about it until you grow up together and you date for nine years and you're like, wait, I don't like you. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is not going to end well. And then with with French, who I'll give the, well, I don't know. She's probably listening to this or not listening to this, but who's Vietnamese, by the way. We're going to your Vietnamese uh, background in a bit. But um, <laughs> she knew immediately. And I mean, I eventually cheated on Jen to get with French and she accepted the cross-dressing and she was bisexual and she had female, you know, tendencies or intrigue in female tendencies. So, you know, I'm, I and many of the other, maybe Sierra or other people, you probably now too, is we're all about, you know, opening up about who you are before anything happens. So at least they have Mm -hmm. the idea of like knowing versus like, you know, being in a relationship for five, 10 years and then be like, or even as late as like 30 or 40 years. And they're like, Hey, I like to wear women's clothes. And you know, by then it's like, Oh, well, why, what else are you hiding? You're lying to me, this, that, this, that. So Mm -hmm. it's important, at least we think up front. but as far as what you're saying, like we had any trouble up front, like, no, I mean, yes, it's scary because they have to deal with coping of how to deal with it. And if they don't have any resources, like for you, you've experienced it for like 10, 15, 20 years, or even longer than that versus her. She's gets a day (laughs) or two days Try exactly. to grasp this entire identity that's different than your, you know, born sex, and you're just like, what's happening? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it took her. I mean, is she like, yeah? I was just so happy with like how she reacted. Like it. it I mean, in the beginning, there was tears and <laughs> sadness, and she was like confused of course. and whatnot. But she took the initiative and she went to like I don't know if you remember the website. I think it was crossdressers.com. Yeah, or Crossdresser Haven. A lot of people like Crossdresser Haven. Crossdresser Haven. I don't remember that yeah. one. I think it was just yeah. Crossdressers.com. But yeah, there was like a, yeah, that was like a forum. And one of the forums was like for significant others. And she like went on and did her own research and found like another significant other. She bought books. Um, one of them's like sitting right here. That My husband, Betty, she read that book. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was like, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like grateful that she like took the time and effort to kind of learn, try to try to f- figure out what I'm going through and then like kind of decide from there. And and for me it's like it's it was tough because at the time like I truly did think I was just like okay, it's just cross-dressing. Like I just I can do it when I want. I can, you know, drop it. You know, I like I didn't have to do it. I didn't need it. And then that's where we were and then it evolved into like okay maybe a more gender fluid i i kind of had this side of me that i need to express like every now and then and i kind of go through it was always like peaks and valleys you know like you go through this this like high of like you need to express your femininity like you know for weeks and weeks and weeks and then like you go through this valley of like oh you don't even think about it for like a month and that was me for a while and then yeah and then more lately i think I'm not lately in the past few years it's no it's actually like part of my life it's like who I am like I'm I'm I don't know it's just not like something I can like turn on and off I guess mm-hmm. the way I mm-hmm. thought it was in yeah, the beginning for sure and you know I mean I'll, I'm going to challenge you with these questions and 
don't know if you want to answer them, but of course, you know, I'm, I'm happy if you do. The Cross the Ass listener would love it if you do. <laughs> you know, you've you've opened up to me with your wife, or I mean, with your idea of talking to your wife about, like you said, you know, when you started, you were like, oh, I'm a crossdresser. Oh, I like, you know, I'm gender fluid. But there are, you know, and, and if we're going to the like heteronormative relationship that, you know, you have to be respectful to your wife for that traditional idea that like, oh, we have to keep this relationship together because obviously you have a kid and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I know you felt you opened up to me where you talked about you and your wife had these ideas prior to even getting married, right? Or when she found out about your cross-dressing or gender fluidity that you told her, or at least you told me that like, well, I don't want to transition. And I think, I think that's what you said, right? Where you had this like, oh, well, no, I'm not going to transition. I'm not. And then as you learn more about yourself, you're like, well, maybe I do. Or maybe there are these ideas of, you know, medically transitioning or socially, socially transitioning. But I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that, about the challenges you faced moving from that point to where you are now. And what ideas have changed and how that's affected your relationship. And and there's a lot to unpack there, but if you want to just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we did talk about that before we even got married. And in the beginning, transitioning was like a deal breaker for her. Yeah, like hormones was off the table. And I, at the time, was fully okay with that. I was like, yeah, for sure. I I don't see myself ever needing to do that. And then I think just as time went on and I kind of was able to learn more about myself and my, just my identity, it's become like more apparent that that would be beneficial to me. And we've been talking about it and we, yeah, I bring it up to her. I brought it up to her recently, actually as recent as like just a few weeks ago. And, you know, she's open to the idea of like at least talking to my doctor about what it actually entails there's often that misconception i think we've talked about in the discord or even i think i've heard you talk about on the podcast like transitioning doesn't always equal what do they call it now gender confirming surgery gender affirming surgery reaffirming Um, surgery yeah yeah Yeah, so that's like that in i think was in her head like what transition means and i've never had like gender dysphoria about that part of me (laughs) And so right, like right. that wouldn't be anything even like that that wouldn't be in the plans at all for me. And it's hard in that see <laughs> going back to in the beginning when I just said I was just a crossdresser, she she it's tough because she's like the the finish line keeps moving. The like at first, you know, at first it was this and then it kind of grew right. into this and then grew so she's like what happens 10 years down the line? You're saying now like that surgery isn't something you want, but what if things change again as as it has been like this entire time and i can probably say for certain that that's probably that's not what i would want personally for me yeah so that's i guess just a that's where we're standing right now as far as transitioning and hrt and and all that so it's definitely something that i've become more interested in mhm and why is it though? What is it that changed that made you more interested in taking HRT? Not necessarily going as far as gender reaffirming surgery, but mm-hmm. you know, what has changed in the last? I don't know. We talked about it like two, three months ago, or maybe four months ago, when you were, you know, reaching out to me on on Instagram, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I thought you were Filipino at first because I was like, hey, an Asian. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Like, all the, everyone, okay. no one would ever like. Yeah, everyone always says Filipino at first. That's always the first guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 
I don't know what's changed. I think I've been like kind of like dissect what I actually want versus what I think I'm supposed to want. You know, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm I'm supposed to uphold this cis heteronormative relationship. So like, I'm 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 not supposed to want to transition. You know, like I'm I I can't like just throw that all over. But then it's like, well, why not? It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and so like I think I've given myself like permission to like accept that that could be a possibility, whereas before it was. I'm not supposed to, so I can't do it. Mm. And it sounds like your wife seems more supportive of it too. Is it because she has done more research and looked in the websites and being like, oh, maybe my husband's not really going to change? Or is she turned off at the idea that like, oh, my husband might fully want to be this other person? Your your thoughts? Yeah, I I don't know that. I don't know, I may be making it sound like she... I don't know, she might be more supportive <laughs> than, than I actually <laughs> am leading on to. I don't know. It seems like we're at the stage where we're just trying to gather research and just figure out what it means to start HRT and what... Because I, like I said before, like I don't... I'm not trying to go from one box to the other. You know, I'm not trying to go from male to female. I genuinely feel somewhere in the middle. And so I think that if I could, let's see, if I could hide a feminine body in in guy mode rather than like, try to feminize a guy body for for when I when I'm presenting female like that would be ideal for me does that make sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay okay so like I'd be happy in guy mode if I was like yeah so like I was thinking about this the other like is like the dread like the clothes like the hyper like feminine like the the kind of stuff I'm like into wearing like would I would I really need to like put that stuff on every day if I had like a feminine body where I wouldn't have to like, where I would feel feminine without clothes, you know? Mm. Okay. Okay. And like, I think that's where I want to get to. Like I, I only, I've, I've only listened to your most recent um chat with Sierra and I've, I've, I've been talking to her too before and she's just like, I don't, I'm not thinking about my gender anymore. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's not something that's on her, the forefront of her mind every day. Right. She's just right. living. And I think that's something I've been wanting to say. I mean, I mean, I've been saying for a long time. I, I just want to be like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to constantly think about how I'm presenting or like when I can present that way or when I can wear what I want to wear. I just want to like be. And I don't know where I'm going with any of this. I don't know where the question started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, we were talking about HRT. Yeah, I just want to be. Like, I just want to, yeah. And that, I mean, even, I don't know. And I don't, I don't even know if HRT is the answer for that. I don't know if maybe just, like, coming out would be that answer, you know? If people just knew and I wouldn't have to hide it anymore, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that would be easier. I guess like, I mean, that's a totally valid answer. And it's just, it's interesting because you are the, the 
probably the only person I know that has a, such a supportive wife that still wants to stay with you. And <laughs> even when you're thinking about going on HRT, that's still like, oh, well, you know, I mean, you obviously have a kid and we'll talk a bit about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But like being in a relationship with a husband who wants to be on HRT could be scary for some wives, right? Or mm-hmm. significant others. So it's just interesting that like your wife is on board, but like it also sounds like you you kind of want to take this further as far as the HRT goes or as far as the transitioning goes. And your wife wants to make it work. I guess my concern, or I guess people who are listening like, oh, well, why does she still want to be with him? Or, you know, with Tanya or, you know, mm-hmm. does does it, I guess, affect your relationship negatively? Seeing that, I guess, if we live in a heteronormative world where, you know, a, a child needs to be raised by a mom and a dad, right? Mm-hmm. Or a parent that has to have this and that. Like, are you concerned at all about your relationship with your wife moving forward, as well as being a parent to your child, considering you're going to transition or whatnot? Like, does that affect your decision in moving forward, forward in a sense? Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. That, like... Okay, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way I see it, I'm like... I'm more worried about them than me. Like, I, I don't want to put them through something like that they otherwise wouldn't have to even deal with if it wasn't for you know my kind of my 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 gender stuff like i could deal with if if they weren't i mean yeah i could probably deal with people like hating on me or like you know just the kind of transphobic stuff that like i would probably have to deal with uh, myself but like to put them through that would is just like a whole nother story it's like i don't know it's tough you know it's I don't want him to grow. I don't. I don't want him to miss out on opportunities that he wouldn't wouldn't have, you know, if it wasn't for me. Like, you know, friends that wouldn't want to be friends with him because they think I'm weird, or um, their parents say stuff about me, or what if like a whatever like baseball coach like doesn't like. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, Yeah. like it's just like it would suck for him to have to deal with crap because of me, and I don't want to put him through that. But at the same time, like. I'll flip flop and I'll be like, try to look at the positives. It'll make him such a more understanding and open-minded person. I mean, he sees me dressed every single day. Like I'm not hiding this from him at all. Um, My wife and I like early on have said, if we're trying to hide it from him and he like finds out and he like sees or can even like feel that we're like ashamed of it, then he'll pick up on that and he'll like see that it's a shameful act and that'll like change his whole perception on it. So like we were intentional on having it out in the open. I'm, I'm in leggings or like a sports bra or I'm just dressed at home every day after work. Like I'll put something on and just be comfortable and he doesn't see it any other way than normal. Like that's just what dad wears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, and so we're okay with that, and hopefully that's, like, helping him kind of, I don't know, develop, like, an open mind or not feel he needs to be any sort of masculine way because he's a boy. Right, right. The The irony, though, is don't you see that, like, you, you, you're like, well, I don't want to worry about gender dressing, and you're not. 
but you are because you're worried that your son will be ostracized because <laughs> dad is wearing a dress, but you're not, you're teaching him the opposite. So you're kind of giving him, I mean, if I, if I'm looking at it properly from the third person point of view, you're kind of giving him mixed sig- signals if you're thinking that way, or if you choose to raise him that way, where it's like, well, I don't want him to feel ostracized or be different, but I'm still going to wear a dress. <laughs> like, you know, I'm still going to wear leggings <laughs> with no underwear, but I'm wearing a sports bra, but I don't want him, I don't want him to think differently of me. It's like, well, what are you talking about? Talking no, about well, I don't, I don't mind him. I don't mind what he thinks of me. I don't, I don't, I just don't want I just don't want the outside world to put their input on it. I'm 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 worried about that. Once it becomes his friends or his neighbors or his class, that's Again, the, you, the tricky part. If you raised your child the right way, <laughs> right? Right. Wouldn't the in a perfect world they'd be like, no, but dad or my mom or uh-huh. whoever, whatever you choose to be referred to as, dad. that's just how they present, and they'd be able to present that information to their friend, like, oh no, that's just how they dress that's mm-hmm. just how they present themselves right i don't know it's just being stupid i don't know is that just mean being naive like, no you're no, trying that, to make right that makes sense and that's like definitely the like the positive outlook i try to 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 spin it to myself because if this is normal to him and we've like you said raised him right any like anything that comes at him will he'll be able to to deal with and just be like no you're wrong like what are you guys talking you know like you guys are the crazy ones. Right, um, right, yeah. right, right. Like, yeah, and like, it's definitely on the back of my, I go back and forth. And that's like the struggle I have with like coming out. And I'm getting closer to coming out. I'm like ready to like socially trans. I'm like ready to, it's funny. <laughs> so when I come out, I'm actually going to change. I've told you this. So I'm like, I'm going to lose Tanya and like go back to my birth name. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'll be different in that way with most, I guess, trans people where my dead name will actually be Tanya. <laughs> Not really dead right. name, but that, that would be like the name I no longer use. <laughs> right, I'll just right, have right. my like birth name as the name I go with. So, and like you said, mom or dad or whatever you choose. I mean, I'll always be dad, which mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of like, might be confusing or super confusing but maybe for me like pronouns aren't like a big deal to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know i guess i say that now but if i'm ever like presenting <laughs> i mean it that's what i've said like to people i come out with like they ask me what like, like my cousin i've come out to my cousin and a group of friends a small group of friends um that i meet with on mondays for bible study and that's the first thing they ask is like oh yeah like so like what are your pronouns i'm like um when you see me like you'll probably know like what you know like how to address me at that time like it'll be pretty obvious and so he him like if i'm in my regular work attire or whatever like what i would wear to work or whatever is fine like but if you see me with makeup and in a dress obviously i'm not expecting he him they them is always fine and dad is always what i'll go by and like with like my nieces and nephews like uncle like i'll always be uncle yeah, so I don't know. That always blows my mind. It always like messes with my head. Like maybe I'm not trans if I'm not, or like maybe I'm not trans enough, you know, like since pronouns aren't like a big deal to me, <laughs> you know, like, or like maybe I'm like messing things up for other trans people, like who are completely valid in that, like they prefer like certain pronouns for themselves. You, well, clearly you don't have to gatekeep. There, people aren't like, well, Ty is yeah. fucking, well, like, fucking Ty over here. Like, person in the entire world 
is not trans enough. They are ruining it for me. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Which, you're, you're by the way, um, is my real name. <laughs> we haven't said that you yet, but Ty. Yeah. I would go by I mean, Ty. Um, it's perfectly fine. I mean, yeah. even my, I mean, my, my regular name, my male name, Romir, yeah. is, uh, is very gender neutral anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you can call it Romy or like, it's very like, oh, you've never heard Romy. There's like, maybe I know of like one other Romy in the world and it happens to be Kirsten's like friend's brother. And I'm like, there's another one? The fuck? It's like, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, there's, like, there's one more. So it's weird. But uh-huh. I mean, names are important, obviously. And again, it really doesn't matter what you choose to be called. It's just like how you choose to identify is what yeah. matters the most. Um, but you did bring up something in there, and maybe this is another challenging question you may not want to answer, but you brought up that you go to Bible study, and I was going to ask you mm-hmm. what your religion was and how did they interpret, or how do you think they view trans people, or how they would interpret Thai if you came, you know, sounds like they're accepting, but I don't know if you want to talk a bit about that. Yeah, so this group, they were extremely accepting. It was incredible how accepting they were, and it was awesome, and it's like so great to have that support from that that community. and to know that there's people like like that in church that mm-hmm. aren't going to like you know ostracize you and like condemn you like to hell like for 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 who you are and so that's nice yeah <laughs> yeah so this group is actually a group that we we put together because i think i i i joined i didn't put it together the people who put it together we're just kind of sick and tired of typical like cookie cutter church, like Bible studies that are like study the same crap and kind of regurgitate like, all their, you know. Anti-LGBTQ bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. And so like the book we're studying right now is called, oh, I don't know what it's called. Walking the Bridgeless Canyon or something about a bridgeless something. Walking the Bridgeless Canyon, which is a book kind of navigating the lgbtq community and the church and we're only halfway through it i think and so i don't know fully like what her point's going to be but the first Mm -hmm. half is like kind of laying out like the history of the church and the lgbtq community and like early on the church gave no fucks about gay and lesbian relationships trans people it was politics that like brought it into the church politicians needed voters to vote and like religious people weren't like voters back in the day and so like they like i don't know i don't i don't want to say like brainwashed but they like manufactured like these things for like the church to get involved with politics so like they can get voters and so basically yeah religious people who are like anti-lgbt were made to think that like the bible like doesn't really say like much about it but like the five or six verses like they were able to twist and turn into some negative shit that they can talk people into rallying for and getting votes basically so Mm -hmm. yeah you're saying that some religions fucking (laughs) brainwash people into thinking that anti-lgbtq stuff exists in the bible is what you're saying yes they 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 take the words and interpret it in a way that can't that that can say that um but i mean from you know the books i've read it's like you got to take into context like what was being actually said then or like the the context of like when it was written and so um like the 
the verse that like created your podcast from the other podcasts, mm-hmm. you know, like saying mm-hmm. um, men shouldn't wear women's garments and women shouldn't wear what's made for men, whatever Deuteronomy, like whatever. Right, right, right. The interpretation this book has, there's a few different ones, but like one of them was like, basically they're saying like men, like because women are like, women didn't go to war. So men shouldn't like try to avoid going to war by like pretending to be a woman. And women like don't, 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 I think it wasn't like wear, it wasn't like wear men's clothing. It was like, don't take what belongs to men or like don't like handle what belongs to men and it was basically like their interpretation was like women shouldn't be like wielding weapons <laughs> and um or it's another, interpretation. Very <laughs> another interpretation was like men and women back then there was sacred places just for men and just for women and that was their place to be so men shouldn't like disguise themselves as women to get into their places to like try to you know yeah like try to like fornicate or like you know just like right they, do they, bad they, things yeah do right. bad things or like with same thing with women like if women were trying to commit adultery and like sneak into the guys like camp and shit fuck around and so i don't know it's just like i i understand like the the church as a whole has like a bad like rap about the lgbtq community but there's the christian definitely, church right yeah the, the christian church, church. i mean mm-hmm. catholics too i mean lots of yeah religion, we're pretty I mean, bad too yeah yeah <laughs> um but i mean there's pockets and there's definitely some progressive like thinkers out there that are um yeah like trying to trying to change that that mindset i mean i obviously bring this up because we, you know, Sierra and I talked a bit about it earlier about these like religious groups who find, like you were saying, certain like you know passages or you know things in the Bible, regardless if you're religious or not religious, that try to justify their, um, I guess, um, right to deny transgender people or crossdressers the right to do anything essentially, right? Like basic mm-hmm. rights. God says you were made to be this, so you can't do that, mm-hmm. and so. I'm assuming a lot of the listeners of this podcast are in the Bible Belt. They might not be, but or have religious backgrounds, or they they listen to this. And if they're not listening to this, somebody is, and they might have a religious background and are thinking, "Well, the Bible does say that." And again, like you said, it's interpreted a certain way. Yeah. So it's important to know that. Look at you, who does Bible study and you know doesn't follow the certain churches or certain yeah. rhetoric from certain religions. Obviously, it's the same religion, but it's like someone who doesn't choose to go with the anti-LGBTQ m- mantra, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important to know that you still are able to say, look at me, I I still believe in the Bible. Obviously, if you read the Bible and do it, and still say, like, I still believe in these things, but I know deep in my heart or deep that I know that what they're saying isn't this, if that makes right. sense. Right? Like, you're, you're still approving of, like, the way God god taught or whatever it was written in the bible as like holy or whatnot again assuming you're religious and follow the word reading of the bible and the word not not like word for word like that one podcast did that said like well if jesus said this and mm-hmm. this like it's like yeah that's one interpretation but it's also like there's a whole other interpretation here that you're missing out on so yeah yeah i don't know it's important for that part for sure yeah i agree 
we can go away from religion because obviously there's no right or wrong, but there's a lot of wrong, but nobody wants to talk about the wrong. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? How are you denying someone else the right to live? Like, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I do want to talk a bit. I mean, I mean, we talk about your son. You talked a little bit about raising him. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's, we've, we've talked a bit about that in our nightly chats. You know, I, I do like, I do want to talk about your expression of um, Thai. Well, let's go with Thai now. Mm-hmm. Um, you love Victoria's Secret, clearly. Like this bitch must have a fucking stock <laughs> in fucking Victoria's Secret because every goddamn thing you post on our <laughs> on our nightly chat's like, oh look at my look at my new VS like outfit. You it's like Jesus Christ, you seriously must have some stake in it. But um, I should. What is it, how, <laughs> how do you how do you like to express yourself as Thai? If you Thai, the female or feminine part of you, how do you do that? Um. I mean, yeah, as in as much of Victoria's Secret as I can. <laughs> no. Seriously, um, I'm serious. seriously, you must be there at every sale, like no. every thirty dollars for five pennies for thirty dollars <laughs> every time. <laughs> no, I, I don't, I don't know. I, my styles changed so much over the years. I mean, I was like at first, it was like you said, slutty and hoey and like shorter dresses and shout out you to, know. The hose, okay. shout <laughs> to the hoes, all the hoes. And so at first that was like what it was, super high heels, short ass dresses and and all that stuff. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's always still fun and not like I don't have any of those anymore. But I think now it's just what's I mean, now I'm just cooped up in my house, like dressing now. So it's like leggings and like comfy things and athleisure kind of stuff. So that's basically my go to now. Yeah. And that's. That's it right now. I mean, I live in leggings. Like I redid my closet last night and nice. was blown away by how many leggings I have. I like double the amount my wife has. <laughs> 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 and yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if that's like a style. I don't know. Or like I mean, how it's, I it's you. My, yeah. yeah. That's exactly how you present. Is it is your male tie the same as female tie how or do you like expressing yourself as the male version as well or do you like living in between what is that like yeah i don't know it's hard like sometimes i'll be home and dressed in like presenting female and i just like don't want to change like to go out to lunch you know like i just like right why right. can't i just wear this and it would be ideal <laughs> if i could just do that but like, as a guy it's just just typical but i mean i have like the same like four t-shirts i wear like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all day like random button-ups i'll throw on i golf a lot so i'll wear polos and like shorts and you know just look like a typical like bro-y golfer yeah but like as a guy i like dressing up as a guy too like i went to a wedding in april and putting on a suit like shopping for that suit was fun and got like a fun shirt to wear under uh, my suit and cool tie and i wore i don't know it was that was fun too have you seen um, oh, what's that movie with the chick from Twilight? Something about a ho- the holidays. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Her style in that, her style in that movie yeah. is like, like I feel like I'd be rocking that style. Like if mm-hmm. I came out and, you know, was presenting female like most of the time. Yeah, is it? Would I mean you guessed? Uh, you talked a little bit about it. Would you go full time as female tie? No, right? Because it seems like you're okay in the middle. Or is it something that you're still on the fence about? Um, I don't think I'd go full time. I don't know. I don't. It's so it's it's hard for me to. 
I don't know what that means. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a tough question. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, what does that mean? Like, am I going to be like, like on a hundred, you know, like, am I going to mm-hmm. be full makeup? Am I going to be, you know, in a, am I going to be freaking Sofia Vergara, you know, in the modern family, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Is, is that going to be me? No, I'm never going to be that. That's not going to be me full time. But, I think there's like a blend, like there's something like in the middle where I'd be happy with. I say it's hard because it's like there's this expectation of like women, right? To like have makeup, be made up all the time, to be like as pretty as can be like 24-7. And I don't feel like that's a fair like expectation for women. So like why would I expect that as myself if i'm like presenting female yeah i mean you clearly we all know everyone on the podcast who's seen you on video you have such passing privilege right your hair is fucking long (laughs) you're skinny as a fucking stick like you rock leggings like you are like it's a part of you (laughs) like like it's an extension of your leg like what is this who is this (laughs) like you're always running so you look you have the fittest body of us all Clearly, anyone who's going next week, you're the fittest of us all. Um, I stopped running like two months ago. <laughs> that's fine. You still look great. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, have you experienced passing privilege or you just like don't even care anymore? You're like, oh, no, that's. No, I, I trust me, I get that I have passing privilege. And like, I'm just now accepting that because at first I'm like, oh, everyone's like staring at me like, well, blah, blah, but like. Yeah, because you're hot. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, oh, they're clocking me, you know? Like, I'm like, fuck. Like, everyone thinks I'm like Who some is? lunatic. Who's clocking you? And what? so, like, <laughs> yeah. So, story. A couple of years ago, I did a, um, my wife and I, right when my son was born, a class at Sephora. A, um, it, they do like classes of confidence, like mm-hmm. makeup classes for trans people. And so we we went and did that, which was so awesome. It was like, anyone listening i totally recommend once like things open up or like if things have opened up in where you're at like yeah. look that up and go to it because yeah like, what is that exactly explain it for the cross yes um they call it classes for confidence and it's like it's just like a makeup like tutorial class it's a group thing they'll like give you some pointers like foundation like how to um apply cover-up or like that orange shit they use um what would you call it concealer no uh <laughs> i feel it's, either, it's not concealer it's um it's either <laughs> what is, yeah i'm liking on it too uh i mean uh, the orange stuff whatever you'd use for like to to cover your like mustache and like, like beard your, cover beard or whatever cover. yeah 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 and like all that stuff so like they'll give you basically like a 101 like a you know makeup 101 and it's cool because i was able to meet like other trans people like who live nearby and i actually met some people there that i recognized from when i would used to go out to hamburger mary's and we got to chat a little and then nice yeah so that was super awesome and like yeah i totally recommend that but after that we decided to go to lunch like right next door to the the sephora at that mall and it was a yard house and i told you the story just the other day in the discord and where the server like so so we get sat down and the restaurant how the restaurant's laid out it's like tables like it's like booths all around like four walls and then like there's tables in the middle and it's lunchtime. It's kind of slow. And um, yeah, there's people at the booths and stuff. And like no one's sitting at the tables in the middle. And then so like 
they sit us right in the middle of like everybody and like as soon as we walk in walking to our table and we sit down it's like i can feel like stares like at me like the entire time it's like people just like (laughs) i'm like i'm like so uncomfortable and good I don't know. Good. Yeah, and so like I just and yeah, so after that, my wife kind of tells me like she's like, "You pass." So like, yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up. You pass. Yeah, she's like, the the double takes and like the extra long stares are just people like taking a second to kind of figure out like you. It doesn't always. It's not always like a negative thing, Mm -hmm. and like that's kind of like what I've been trying to tell myself. It's like. Yeah, people taking double take or like a second look isn't necessarily always negative, and I'm starting to get more used to those like long. Yeah, because you're hot. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> like oh god, look at that hot girl over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but then I thought about it too. I'm like, when I treat, because I've seen a handful of times at the bank or Home Depot or like wherever Target, like other trans people. And I would take, I'm, I'm like looking at them waiting to make eye contact so I can like smile and like, you know, to like yeah. fucking yeah. like give them a high five or something, you know, like just to be like, you're awesome. Right. But um, yeah, so like I thought about, it, I'm like, well, I'm doing it. So like, hopefully they're not taking it negatively when I'm kind of taking a double take when they walk by or mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I don't know. You're admiring beauty, right? Like when I see yeah. really gorgeous gals. On the on the Discord online, like I'm not on Reddit as much, but like just to, like fucking, Matt, I'm gonna fucking shout out to Maddie, fucking Maddie. When I see her, I was like, God damn, the fuck, yeah, what am I sure. doing wrong? Jesus, and you, <laughs> fuck you, like ugh. I was just like, you're like, oh look at my bathing suit, I'm like this bitch, Jesus fucking Christ, like what, who, like it is, it's definitely jealousy and definitely envy. But you're mm-hmm. like, for me, I know the like, I mean, it's a lot of that, but also just being like. Yas, like work that shit. And that's what yeah. the title of the podcast is. It's like celebrate that shit. Because you know, you you grow up with this lot of especially myself, right? In a terrible relationship, being very, you know, self-conscious about like, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not as hot as these girls. But then you like, you know, people look at you like, actually you're you're really fucking hot. <laughs> like it's just like and you know, it may, you know, we're not just talking about superficial superficiality or whatever, where yes, your look is great, but also just being like confident enough to post something like that or show something like that. Like it's hard. Like we men, women, everybody has body image issues. Mm-hmm. And just because of what the fuck we see on social media and like, Oh, you have to look like this. Oh, you have to have this body. And nobody looks that perfect. Filters are amazing and do crazy things, but just being able to show yourself and being present or just showing your body. It's just like, that's takes so much effort and t- so much confidence to do such a thing. And, Girl, like I've seen your body, I'm like, ugh, I hate you. Like, <laughs> like we, everyone's like, ugh. Like, there's a, there's a collective groan. That's just like, oh yeah, I don't know if I look great. Ugh, fucking Tanya again. Ugh, she's. It's so. funny you say that because that's like my. I have like an audible like when I when I'm like, just like driving by and I see like, you know, like a super cute girl like wearing like the cutest outfit like walking on the sidewalk or something. Right. You know, I'm like. Oh, like I'm like you know, there's like that audible right? like, like you fucking kidding me? Like, I fucking wish you know. Yeah, right. There's a there is definitely like the, I mean, it's kind of FOMO, but it's also just like comparison anger or comparison mm-hmm. jealousy. Where like I've seen girls on fucking just like the mall or the, a plane when I'm I remember right. the bay, 
And I'm just like, look at this bitch's fucking gorgeous ass like <laughs> eyeliner or fucking eyeshadow. Yeah. Like I just want to go up to her like, fuck you, you know, like, oh, <laughs> you dumb ugly bitch, how the fuck do you do that? It looks, it just looks so good. Like it, and you know that bitch only took like five minutes to do that shit because she's been doing her her whole life. But like yeah. when you and I do it, it's like fucking an hour, an hour and a half, yeah, and you're like, bad. we'll never get it right, and it looks right, but it's like oh, it's never that good, and you're just like, god damn. <laughs> And, and you're angry for no, like, no, no reason. reason at all. Yeah, you're just like, why am I so mad at how? I remember staring at this girl like on the plane, like not that I like. I'm, I'm I would love to hit on her, but I'm just like mad, just yeah. seriously, just jealous. Like, ugh. Yeah, like, it's definitely it, envy. Yeah. Bitch. So I don't know. I know makeup does wonders, but just like being angry for the sake of being angry or jealous, just jealous for the sake mm-hmm. of being jealous, like. I know. I I think uh, who was it? Kira talked about it. Where you see someone so gorgeous, and you're just like, mm-hmm. okay, well now I just want to dress up now. Like, oh, now I have to do something like this good. I don't know if yeah. you get like that. But, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of Kira, shout out to Kira. Like, she was probably one of my favorite episodes when I was first like binging ah. the shit out of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone does that apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I found like. Sierra introduced me to the podcast. So, like, one night I randomly, like, messaged Sierra because she had posted about, like, checking into her hotel room, like, dressed. And I thought that was, like, the most amazing thing. I was like, holy shit, like, one day I wish I had the confidence to do that. And then, like, we just got to chatting and then she she told me about the podcast. And... Yeah, and I just started listening and got addicted, like most people do, and started binging it. But yeah, Kira's episode, like she said something in her episode, like, um, like I I work hard, like I get a paycheck, like what I spend my money on, like shouldn't have, like shouldn't matter, like whether I'm buying like some fucking power tools or I'm buying some fucking heels, like why does it matter, like what? what it is I'm spending and like so that like listening to her like kind of explain it that way and like um I don't know kind of broke down some walls for me like of mm-hmm. like shame mm-hmm. and like you know guilt and you know like it's true like I'm like so what if I'm like if I like to you know buy heels buy dresses or buy some makeup and um like fuck off like I earned right. this money and like I'm gonna yeah, spend it how I want to spend it um and the fact that she's like she's also a golfer, um, she's into football and sports. She's like, she was talking about like you know she just like hangs out and like smokes cigars and like, um, you know just does that. And she also has like this side of her. And I'm like that's that's me too, <laughs> you know like. Um, and Barbara, Barbara said this. She's like I mean I, I, I kind of um, relate a lot to like the the people who've like brought up sports and stuff. Cause that's like, that's been my life. I mean, Viv too, with the baseball. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, like me too. Like I have this like kind of like identity that everyone knows as like, I wouldn't say jock, but like, you know, I'm into sports and like I played football in high school and I ran track and like golf and, you know, still play soul, soul pitch softball, like every now and then. And like, I feel like, having like people also like in those kind of worlds that kind of share this with me like is pretty cool and like that i can relate to that with them and like know that i'm not alone in like the this kind of yeah situation 
I mean, fuck yes. <laughs> like everything. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just like, I'm just like, uh-huh. Yeah, bitch. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Like I'm snapping my fingers. I'm putting on myself on mute because I'm just like, yes. Because I'm just like, <laughs> I want you to finish your story. But just like some side things, um, Kira almost like didn't want to be have her episode released because she was so nervous about like sounding oh. the right way, which is so funny because it ended up her episode being like one of the most like top rated like fan favorite cross yes fan favorites like episodes because people related to her right mm-hmm. person of color person who dresses up just for the fun of it and yeah like, everything about it, like yes um you talk about barbara barbara just being super open and honest and just these people who like never thought that they could do something different and look at you like this bitch we've been waiting to have you for goddamn <laughs> for like a year to have you on the podcast because you have a story that's relatable um you are a person of color i don't know vietnamese you know they may not have color but you're you're from the jungle like the jungle asians like uh, yeah oh yeah <laughs> like what's your name talks about uh um yeah so it's just like ali wong talks about like jungle yeah. asians vietnamese filipinos like we're dark <laughs> we're, not the China, we're not the japanese asians right who are very fancy we're just like fucking dark as shit but i i applaud everything that you've done um shown you're like a, such a good example of people who you are like religious right like people don't like talking about religion for of course obvious reasons but right. um, the fact that you're able to talk about it and say like no actually we don't believe <laughs> that anti-lgbtq stuff we do exist and other people have reached out to the podcast and i had an episode about that religious podcast that spurred this religious mm-hmm. <laughs> spurred this episode or this podcast and became what it is and and you talk about about like connection right like connecting to other guests and connecting to like other people's stories because yes you may not connect to everything but like sports oh shit that's me <laughs> Right. Like mm-hmm. I don't have power tools, but I love I have high heels. You have leggings <laughs> for years, clearly. Like, yeah. Not days. You have leggings for years. For years. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, you have a lot of leggings. And the hard part too is open, being open about it. And obviously you're not open yet to your to everyone, right? Like you're open to certain members of your family and friends. And mm-hmm. you know, that takes a lot of confidence on your on your part to be able to verbalize those feelings because you obviously have dealt with I would I don't know if you've dealt with suppressed feelings, but I mean, you clearly had to drink enough to tell your wife or future wife, but <laughs> I've had to drink for everyone I've come up to. <laughs> I've been, when I told my cousin, I like blacked out. Like I was so drunk, but I told her. So, <laughs> oh, how was that? Was that okay, or were you? Do you even remember it? Or I remember a little bit of it. I mean, most of it, but it was, yeah, it was awesome. I, I mean, she's been like the person I knew that I would tell first. Um, forever okay and like she came over to our house like we just we bought a house last year and this is her first time coming over it was um i think thanksgiving weekend and um she could she stopped by to check it out and yeah we started drinking and i I had planned to tell her so i was like drinking a lot and then finally (laughs) i was just like i just like let her know i was like hey like i mean yeah i was like hey I'm I'm glad you stopped by. I had some I've had some I've been meaning to tell you. Um and that was the end of part one. Stay tuned for tomorrow for part two and conclusion of my chat with Ty slash Tanya. And finally, the miscellany. Yes! So that was the first part of my curious convo with Ty slash Tanya. And I'm probably just going to go with Ty from now on, just to simplify things. We covered some interesting topics including religion, feminizing her body, and even Ty's incredible story about Sephora. I thoroughly enjoyed the first part, and I agree with a lot of what Ty said about religion, raising her son while still wanting to be called dad, 
and even her thoughts on gender. I love this concept of, you know, just wanting to be. Because, I don't know, I wish one day gender would not be an issue, but I know it is. So for now, I don't know, I'm sure you, the Cross Yas listener, is still dealing with same kind of issues. I mean, I still am, even if it's sporadic. We dive into other topics in part two, but this was part one, as you heard, and I don't know, I had a lot of fun. That's all for this episode, though. Come back tomorrow for part two. Remember, tell someone about this podcast if you think they'd enjoy it. Support us on Patreon on our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com, and hit us up on Discord for more support. And chat with me, Sierra, Ty, and other lovely Crossy Yas listeners. We're all there, so chat us up. It's our Cross Yas Confidential, and it's all available on our website, and I'm telling you, we are excited to talk to you. But that's it. Remember, nobody cares, so do what you want and wear what you want within reason and be your authentic self. Remember, I love you tons, and as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and yes, remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.